This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks for being with us this morning. Well, if you've been following along the details, we are learning a few more details about the the firing of Matt Lauer. Uh, That's just one case, as you know, that has brought behavior in the workplace into the forefront, certainly looking at what is appropriate, what is not appropriate, and that is just one of many high-profile cases. Well, Elise Chenier is with the Department of History at SFU, a professor in the Department of History, and has written about this very topic. And Elise Chenier joins us on the line now. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I know you're currently working on a book, but you were writing about this back in 2009 uh, when you wrote uh, Strangers in Our Midst, Sexual Deviancy in Postwar Ontario. Uh, What are your thoughts on not just the firing of Matt Lauer, but the high-profile cases that uh, we're seeing today? I think for me as a historian, what's the really interesting question is, why is this happening now? You know, sexual harassment, sexual assault, sexual violence, this is not a new issue. Um, and women speaking out about it, also not a new issue. You know, also in the news this weekend is uh, Brock Turner is seeking to have his conviction overturned. And some of us will, he is a swimmer in the United States who was caught by two witnesses raping a woman behind a garbage bin. And we all will remember this incredibly powerful letter she read in the court uh from her perspective, talking about her experience, it was absolutely devastating. And that was just a year ago. So, you know, this, these kinds of cases are ongoing. So the interesting question is, why now in the entertainment industry is are women suddenly being heard? Are they being taken seriously and real consequences occurring? And interesting when you bring up the Brock Turner case, too, because I think people will also remember when that verdict came down, when the decision came down, some of the reporting on that was making Brock Turner the victim that saying, oh, here was this guy with this great future and he made one small mistake. And why should that all be thrown away? And some of the response to that, and I would be in the camp was horrified that suddenly Brock Turner was the person who was being put out there as the victim in that case. Yeah, exactly. So we're seeing what we call a narrative shift. Um, So the way we tell the story is shifting. And we're seeing this play out in the difference between what's happened to Matt Lauer, you know, going back to Harvey Weinstein, uh, and what's happening with Roy Moore and how people are defending the... the, politician and I think it's Alabama, uh, how people are defending him, blaming it on uh, women, making up these lies. So that's typically the way it's gone, that women are making it up, usually because they want to be famous and get rich, although that has never in history happened, that a woman has made an accusation of sexual assault or harassment and has had a positive response. Um, but it deflects uh, and delegitimizes the claim. And so now all of a sudden, you know, these claims are being taken uh, very, very serious, seriously, and people are acting on them. And, and um, of course, it's uh, well overdue that we do that. And I think, I think the reasons why, um, and, and maybe I'll just also throw in there the Gian Gomeshi case. We had a homegrown case here in the United States, and that's a very good example of how people in, these, uh, in entertainment um, have extraordinary power. And there's an enormous investment by these media corporations to protect them um, because they, you know, they're such a figurehead for the corporation. And we saw exactly that happening with Gian Gomeshi. And we, this is exactly what happened with Harvey Weinstein and all these other figures. 
there's this very clear message, don't say anything about this person because it's not going to get anywhere. And even if you do, it will be silenced. So what's changed? What's happened? So I've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of weeks, you know. Um, and what I see is Trump's election, the Access Hollywood tape, people being horrified about what are the real consequences of that. But let's also remember the Women's March on Washington and the incredible, massive mobilization of women. And then following from that, women are being very politically organized on the ground. We're seeing they're running for election in huge numbers compared to the past. They're getting politically organized. So women are feeling very empowered, much more intolerant, uh, more intolerant than ever. And I think that is the tipping point. That is what's causing the narrative change. Uh, but there is a difference still when we look at, uh, you're right, we look at these celebrities that uh, people are speaking out. Uh, there are consequences. There are celebrities that, like Matt Lauer being fired uh, because of these allegations. But we still have a president in the United States where it was very open in that uh, that Access Hollywood tape uh, that he had no problem uh, grabbing women and and assaulting women, but he was still elected president. Yeah, it's horrifying, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. So that's what I mean. We're at this moment where at the point that he was elected, you know, people could dismiss it. And as they did, you know, and, and women have come forward legally suing him and legally, uh, criminally claiming they were assaulted by him. And we were at that still in that mode where we could completely a lot of people, not everybody. Right. But a lot of people could dismiss these out of hand as, oh, it's a political ploy. And people continue to do that, right? When I talk about a narrative shift, it doesn't happen overnight for everybody. There's still people who continue to think about sexual violence along the same lines. But what we're seeing is more and more people are saying, okay, no, I can't think about it that way anymore. It's clear that this is, a, this is you know, really an epidemic, right? This is, I don't like to use the word epidemic, though. This is normal. This is the normal situation for women. And that was what was so stunning for so many people, particularly men who don't experience this on a regular basis, with the Me Too hashtag and all these women on Facebook, Twitter, women who they knew, posting stories of these kinds of things happening to them all the time. And, you know, the, jaw, the collective jaw drops. Really? Really? It's happening to everybody I know. This happened to you? To women, a lot of women, this is not a shock. But to a lot of men, it's absolute, it was shocking, right? Mm-hmm. So, so there's this kind of shift, shifting happening. It's not happening for everybody at the same time, but I think that's why we're seeing decisions being made at the top levels with people from you know, Matt Lauer, Charlie Rose, all these other people. Is it a strength in numbers in that you're right? I don't think it comes as a shock to very many women. This is behavior, be it in the workplace, be it outside the workplace, that women have been dealing with for decades. Is it is it the strength in numbers of coming forward and seeing that finally actions are being taken and, and the men that are doing this are seeing the repercussions? I think it's the culture shift with the with the Women's March on Washington and then all the other actions on the ground by women who were never political before, never, and maybe still would never call themselves a feminist, but are absolutely horrified that this particular person would be elected to the highest office in the United States. So there's that shift. I think that when the, it's, you know, it's interesting that Bill Cosby happened, but, but uh, in my view, 
because Bill Cosby and his victims were black, not white, that case can never, you know, is not widely seen as sort of the norm, right? It's not the typical American. It's really only an issue specific to the African-American community. Um, so that doesn't become a, the tipping point until the Harvey Weinstein one does. And that case, because the players there, the people involved are white, can is read more commonly by white people as, okay, this is a kind of mainstream sort of case. So when that was taken seriously, after decades of documented, you know, it's an open secret with Harvey Weinstein, and finally action is taken, then it emboldens other women. I, I, I believe what happens is other people are emboldened to say, okay, well, maybe my story finally will be taken seriously. When you, all these years, it's not, you know, it's not that people never complained before. It's not that people never told their story before. They did. And, and people were told, don't tell your story, right? Shut up. I mean, as all these women have said all along, I knew that if I spoke out, my career was completely in jeopardy. Um, so there's an enormous risk in doing so. So you get this idea that although maybe I mean, it's not so risky. Maybe it's not so risky if I tell my story now. And so, so women feel more encouraged to tell their story. Although in the case of, of Harvey Weinstein, people like Angelina Jolie, Kate Winslet, uh, Uma mm-hmm. Thurman, it's not as though their careers were going to be ruined if they had spoken out. Not once they were established. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you're, you're right. And could, could, could they have done something... Um, you know, once their careers were established, I suppose they probably they probably could have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just find in that case there there is I see a certain level of hypocrisy in that. How many celebrities came out furiously against Donald Trump, but at the same time were being very silent about Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, no, I hadn't thought of that, but of course that's a that's a good point, and that's a question we can ask. And I think. You know, not to make an excuse, as a, as a, as a historian, we, we explain why things happen. It's not about making excuses. So what happens is people get enculturated in a system. And as women, we all are, right? We all understand how it works. We learn from a very young age that we have to come up with tools to navigate this, a world that is in many ways very hostile toward us, in which we're constantly sexualized. And we experience you know, not only come-ons, but anger when we don't respond in a way the person coming on to us does. So you internalize a lot of these things, and they become normal, and you learn how to function by being quiet and by navigating it. And sometimes it's only a moment like this that makes you realize, hey, you know, I had an opportunity where I could have done something, and I didn't because I just kept going along that same path. So I offer that as a possible explanation, not, not an excuse. All right, uh, Elise, I look forward to reading uh, your next work. We're out of time, but thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.